bro. And and people don't realize this, but this sort of shit really happens much more often than you mm. really think. Yeah. Bro. I forgot who who else. There was also some other up and coming artist that well, I don't I don't he ain't no longer an up and coming artist because they shut him down quickly. He mm. he took out um songs from Whip Cream and other artists as well and put it as as its own. Oh my god. So he didn't even claim <laughs> it. And then and oh and, 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 the, and his, his like, argument, how do you think people are not gonna notice <laughs> his argument like, is like no but these are mine like look see how legit i am i got these so-and-so blue check marks following me liking my song they're saying it's dope and commenting on it and and people are like dude that's one of my songs and you're claiming that's yours <laughs> so stupid man i had that happen to me on my previous alias uh, Delta bot, like someone stole my music and uploaded it, but like I got, I had copyright, so they got like copyrighted. So it wasn't that bad. It's just it like, yeah, you're, you're just dumb. <laughs> you know? Seriously, bro. Like, I don't know well, yeah. how, how people in today's day even do that. It's like, dude, just do the work. If, like, if you're, have, if it's, just, you, it's just common sense as well. Like, what, yeah. what are you trying to achieve? What do you think people are going to think you're me or? whatever artist you're stealing from i i think that i think like, what they're trying to get is a uh, the bad publicity aspect like you know people are talking about him and now that's gonna mm. get him you know that yeah it's like that the trend. there's no such thing as bad publicity yeah it's like yeah talk whatever you want just talk about me <laughs> yeah know? exactly so that was some kind of attention yeah know, it's but, basically that's what it is it's some kind of attention so that way because this is fucked up as well for the algorithms for people don't know in social media the more you talk about certain person and you tag them mm -hmm. the more it's gonna feed up on others as well and then the more it's gonna yeah, feed right? on your own channel even if you block right. that person that's still gonna be because you help the algorithm to be have that person to be talked about and it starts to trend. And then before you know it, other people will notice it and people either will like him, even though I don't I would never understand those type of people that will like that will support such a thing. And then other people mm -hmm. will dislike him. But that that helps the algorithm and it's gonna help him beneficially because people are gonna be tagging him and then you're gonna see the numbers yeah, on his right. on his social when yeah. on, when it comes to exactly. stats reports it's like holy shit people are talking crazy about me you know and people i've been trending for a while that helps a lot mm -hmm. those are numbers it's a numbers right. game at the end of the day you know it is it really is it's just that it's just not the way to go no it's not the. it's, it's absolutely not gonna work no absolutely it's <laughs> never gonna work you know any and i always yeah, say this right. like the faster you do things, the faster you will fall. You know, you need to put some mm. work behind it. Like exactly, you know, exactly. the people would that you, would you rather live in a house that was built in a couple of days or in one that was built in like a year? You know, you want to have a solid base for everything. Exactly. So yeah, I definitely agree with that. Yeah. No, I mean, now, now, nowadays, now we got freaking AIs making music. Yeah, right. So and like, art and like, like an art. So at least do this, do some of that, you know, concept, you know, to do some work. We like have the at least have the AI make the song for you, but don't go ahead and mm -hmm. steal other people's song. You know, like yeah, right. Come on. <laughs> at least with the AI thing, you can kind of say, oh yeah, I made it. But how? I put some words into it, and then it generated. <laughs> generate, which is crazy yeah, yeah. right now to think about. You know, having that thought that we've got we've gotten to the 
a point of history in which mm. AI it can now be usable for making yeah. music. Computers can imagine things now. That's what it's crazy to me. It's like what the hell? <laughs> what are we? What world are we living in? And it's not just like music or art. It's everything. Everything. Yeah. There's like engineering. Right? There's like texts. Like you can just tell an AI to finish a whole like paragraph for you or whole book if you want. And it's like in seconds, right? That's scary. And it's like insane. Bro. I don't know it's, about it's, you, but that's fucking scary. scary, bro. The fact yeah, right? that we've gotten to the point in which AIs itself enough intelligence to correct rights and wrongs, you know? Like mm. we've gotten to that point in which, like you said, they have their mind of their own. They feel what yeah, they right. feel, you know? Mm -hmm. I this whole technology is like it's insane but it's very interesting like I said I'm a big nerd <laughs> so I absolutely Same. love everything that comes to, to like computers and in fact that's how I started making music it was just like from computers who fucked around with computers a lot and then I eventually <laughs> randomly I actually started in a FL studio I randomly downloaded a FL and then I used really? it for a bit I was like oh so that's because I Back in the day, before I even made music, I thought people made uh, DJs would make music live. <laughs> That's what I, I thought. Like, yeah, yeah. I was like ten years old. I was like, "This is so cool! How did they do that?" And they downloaded, I don't know, some random ass DJ software. And I was like, for a lot of time, I was trying to make music, and then until I find um, FL Studio, I was like, "Oh, what the hell? This is okay. I'm stupid." <laughs> and then I downloaded it, and uh, eventually, kind of had fun with it and then I I switched to Ableton after like I, I would say like a year or so pretty right. much so I used FL Studio for a bit but then I kept using it on the side I still I still know how to use FL Studio I just don't like it but yeah there's, there's this whole technology it's like it's it's so interesting but yeah I agree it's kind of scary because I think the scary aspect of it for me is like for example like deep fakes you know, where they can get anyone's yeah. face and anyone's voice and generate something they never said and manipulate people into, you know, there's some really bad intentioned people out there with that technology available to literally yeah. anyone. That's yeah. what scares me in terms of like politics as well, where like some more really crazy important shit, you know, if you, if you deep fake the right person, you could start a fucking war at some point, you know? It's it's insane. That's scary, bro. And, and, yeah, right. And it's, it's like it's and it's like I feel like we're living in our in our own episode of Black Mirror, dude. Oh, bro, absolutely. It's, Especially that one about the phones, where everyone gives ratings to each other. Oh, like that is that episode was wild because it's like, dude, it's, what the fuck? This is too close. Yeah, this is exactly <laughs> what we're. We're living in it, bro. Like people, bro, for you know, rate on Literally. other people because of social media, you know. And it, and and what scares me is like I've heard stories about um recently about corporations asking for your social media on um, during mm. your interviews. Yeah, when they're they, interviewing. Uh, is it's like, that not normal there? Because <laughs> this is like standard here for any jobs you apply. They will always check your social media. Oh, bro, like yeah. Here's the especially if you're if you're like if you're if you're gonna work with the public. Like my friend, um, he works at a company and he's a, a seller. It says it sells. Um, I'm not gonna get into deal, but it, it, for his job, since he works with people, he had yeah. to it, during the interview he has to give him uh, his um, Instagram and like 
other social medias he has, or at least the active ones, so that they kind of do a background check, see if you're not like crazy. But so, then that's so like invasive. <laughs> yeah, in a way. Like, so here's the thing. Yes or hmm. no, I've heard companies that they do, you know, check on other people's social media presence, you know, or what right. they do or what you post on social media. That, But at least I know the jobs I got, they don't ask for it. However, hmm. however, even though they didn't ask me, if you work on a certain company or a certain corporation, you should always make sure that nobody from the corporation knows about your social media or make mm -hmm. sure that your social media is separate for what you do. Because at the end of the day, you represent the company, whether you're inside or right. outside, whatever you say or do, you're representing them and it's an image for them. You know, so when you mm -hmm. say the wrong thing, you're trying to damage their image because that's where people say, oh, so. This company allows this type of behavior from people like then, and they yeah, work right? at it. Exactly. And that's exactly. when those com companies come. Oh, it's like, damn it. Now we got to go into your social media, check what's up. Oh my yeah. God, what'd you say? We got to terminate you for, yeah. for, for something that you said, you know, or for mm -hmm. a video that you just said. That's why you, most of the time, you have to be like, be careful what you say or what you do, you know? Yeah. And, and we, in our country, we have uh, what we say, you know, this is something that everybody practices, that everybody says in the riots and whatnot. Freedom of speech, freedom of speech, you know, which is mm -hmm. like the first right as a US citizen that's in part of the constitution. You have the right from freedom of speech. Mm -hmm. But here's the thing. In reality, freedom of speech is not freedom of speech yeah, because exactly. anything that you say or do has consequences. It does. Whatever yeah. you say, whatever energy that you put out, there's an equal amount of uh, energy that's coming Backlash. back to you. Yeah. You know, whatever it causes exactly. an effect, you know, Newton's third mm -hmm. law causes an yeah. effect. And if, and, and an opposite and one force of action comes a, an opposite reaction to you, you know, mm -hmm. that it, yeah. that's why, that's why I'm always careful of the things I say or do. And even in my podcast, I, I my podcast, I will say whatever comes in my fucking mind, but I always mm -hmm. keep in mind that I will, I will bleep out the times that I ever mentioned that I work with this company when I work with this corporation. Or yeah, yeah. I always See, bleep yeah. it out because I don't ever want either A, have people to know where I work and B, yeah. I don't want people to ever know that like, oh, I work in this place and I say something wrong and they're just mm -hmm. going to cancel coach, uh, cancel me for no reason and it's going to get right. into the ears of the of my on my company and they're gonna be like well you got two choices you you, through hr yeah <laughs> you got two choices you either delete this or say, and say i apologize or you don't work for us anymore right. you know so that's why that, I, that, that's also what makes the the whole deep fake thing even more scary too you know yeah like, imagine you're seeing something you never said or did there in a video and people are like oh this is proof there's no doubt because it's fucking realistic at this point yeah and it's like what the hell bro yeah no bro <laughs> so that's why weird. that's why most of the time when i say it in my podcast it's my own platform and i always tell people it's like i know what i said like something that i that i always i use this quote from alice in wonderland that she once said this because somebody screenshotted her like oh i remember when you say this and she fired back by saying you don't need to screenshot me what i say I know what the fuck I said and I stand behind it. Now I'm like, that's some fire stuff. Like, 
badass. That's badass. <laughs> That's badass. Yo, and I, and I say that here in the podcast, like, guys, you don't need to screenshot or or clip record what I said in my podcast. I know what yeah. I said. Like, we right. can go back and talk about it. Like, I know what I said. Yeah. And and another thing, something that I hate that people get, because people get canceled nowadays for stuff, stuff that's been said in the past, but they're no longer mm. that person, you know? And people need to right. realize that, you know, we were young the internet was a wild, wild west before there weren't that many regulations. Yeah. And over time you, exactly. you learn and you grow, you know, yeah. it's, it's, there's I a agree. difference. There's a difference. If you continue to practice the same hated shit that you exactly. started from the beginning exactly. versus you said some gnarly stuff, but then uh, over the years yeah. you grew out of it and you apologize and you, or don't even acknowledge it. It's just like, yeah. I, I was, I was very edgy at the time. I'm no longer that. Mm -hmm. There's yeah. a big difference. I feel you like know? you have the right to be stupid, but as long as you don't keep being stupid. Exactly. <laughs> you know? Exactly. Like, exactly. Don't, yeah. People on the internet like to act like they know better than everyone that they never make mistakes because they're so much better because they're there to judge and they're the, they're the warriors. Oh yeah. Social justice <laughs> it's warriors. Like, it's, it's so easy to put yourself in that like spot. I know. But then if you could go back to everything you ever said, I'm pretty sure everyone has some fucked up shit they said at some time that they're like, I'm sure. at some point they learned and then they're like, that was bad. And then moved on and learned from it. Of course. Uh, but like you said, like I, I agree. You people do say some fucked up shit, and um, everyone has a right to improve on themselves, especially if it's something from years ago. Right. I don't think it's fair. I think, of course, some some cases do deserve like a, an apology at least. But yeah. At the same time, as long as that person is not that that anymore, you know. I agree. I agree. And it's like a, it, it's a know. day by day, you know, case. You know, like it depends on the mm -hmm. severity of what you say or what you did. Or yeah, what you it's do. it's a whole thing. Yeah, it's like, it really depends on what happened, who said it, why, and like it's it's not something that you can discuss in like two hundred and forty characters. People just don't want to, <laughs> you know, Seriously. they just don't want to have conversations and discussions anymore. They just want to yeah. be right. That's the end of it. Like, fuck you if you're trying to explain yourself. I yeah. Don't think that's, that's fair. I wonder if any of these social justice warriors will ever grow up and realize all the sh stupidity shit or all the cancel mm. that they ever done in their they lives. They will once it happens to them. Because <laughs> mm. like, as soon as it turns back on you, you learn how fucking annoying it is. Yeah. But at the same time, I feel like there, we still kind of do need those sorts of people. Otherwise, some other shit would never surface, you know? So that we can be aware of some bad apples right. here and there, right? You know, so it's like it's it's annoying to some extent. It's necessary to have people critic. So it's like a necessary know, evil to yeah, have. Exactly. I feel like that. It's it's annoying, but at the same time, it's it's if I'm I don't want to see drama, I can just you know tap out of the the fucking app and go do something else. Right. <laughs> like I'm forced to read Twitter all day. You know. Right. Right. I feel like people get too caught up on it and then blame the internet for being annoying where it's like, bro, you chose to read all that. Seriously? Ain't no one forcing you. <laughs> you know? nope. So if you're looking for bad things, you will always find bad things. You know? Let me ask you, you know, mm. because I, I, I want to circle this back to your tutoring sessions when you do it with your students. Has anybody ever asked you about 
you know, any of your students ever approach you to, you know, ask you like, oh, what do you think about this and this and that? Or anybody ask you about, you know, marketing what it, in terms of the social yeah. media and all that stuff? Yeah. Yeah. That's also part of what I teach too. I don't only teach music. I also te teach um, artist branding and uh, mm -hmm. marketing. And like, I have a lot of like workflow things that I that teach people, like how to, to properly, other than just making the music and like the technical, like music production side, there's the rest. Like, how do you, how do you position yourself as an artist? Like, how mm -hmm. do you do marketing? Like, how do you build like consistency and how do you right. keep releasing music all the time? And it's, uh, it's all about like, uh, that stacking up on music pretty much. And you have to, to treat things a little more professionally so that you can keep track of it, especially if you're releasing a lot. So, mm -hmm. um, I have like spreadsheets. <laughs> I have like a lot of spreadsheets of like marketing stuff that I made. And a lot of people don't even take it that seriously. Like actually put everything, write it down and plan and then get everything done. Really? But I have like spreadsheets for like all the marketing, all the tunes that I have, what my friends thought of the tunes. Um, what I plan on doing it, when it's coming out, who is going to do the artwork, blah, blah, blah. A lot of stuff. So I take it very seriously because it's easy, at least for me, it's easier to to keep track of everything if mm -hmm. it's like that, right? Otherwise, I just have a bunch of fucking files just scattered right. around my, my computer. <laughs> but um, like the, the, the main thing that I tell people is stack, like don't rush to release music. Mm -hmm. Stack the best tunes you have, like maybe three or four tunes. Mm -hmm. And plan on releasing them like every month or every other month. Uh, mm -hmm. That way you can build like consistency. And by building consistency, the like the first tune might not do too well unless you get kind of lucky. But then the second one is going to do a little bit better. The third and the fourth one are going to do amazing. And that's kind of proven because it's how marketing and how uh, the algorithms kind of work. So if you're consistently active, the algorithms like you more. And um, that's obvious for every... Um, every social media. So every social media that you're active, you're going to have uh, the algorithm like you a lot. Uh, and to have that much content to post, you have to have yeah. content prepared. You can't be like, oh, I'm going to make a tune and then release it tomorrow and then right. not release anything for the next six months because you're stuck or whatever. But stacking up on music not only gives you time to do proper marketing, do proper like assets for for like video trailers and like out now videos, like a good artwork and a good like dynamic for that um, marketing uh, scheme. But it also saves you a lot of mental health issues because instead of rushing to release right after the last tune came out, mm -hmm. you now have bought yourself time to uh, write the next tunes. So I, I, for example, I have a lot of music stacked. If I wanted to... To start releasing now, I could have like probably like two years worth of releases just ready, right? And then um, that gives you time because if you have like three, let's say you're releasing once every month, right? And you have three tunes, right. you just gave yourself three months to write the fourth tune because now you're that far ahead in your tune in your project. Just I feel like that's the best thing to ever like I, I learned. Um, it's just stack on music and then start releasing it. Because then you can do better artwork, you can do better videos, and then you can do better music in the end because you're not as stressed. Ah, I need to write music, otherwise I'm going to lose my content. Right. I'm going to lose my, my, my audience. Because you kind of do. People forget about it. Like In yeah. the end, we're not that important to, to everyone. Yeah. You, know, you can't take that for granted. 
So um, here, here. I, I feel like that's the best thing. And it's exactly what I'm doing now. I haven't released in like three months, mm-hmm. but that's because I'm stacking, I'm finishing my EP and I'm stacking a lot of music um, so that I can start releasing again soon and not be worried about like uh, dropping a, a, a tune and then being like super scared of like not making enough more music to release like the next month. Cause if you only have one month to, move, to make a tune, it's kind of rushed. I take a lot of time with my music. Sometimes yes, sometimes no, but most of the time I take a lot of time to finish projects. A scarf in the laundry. <laughs> Sorry, I was talking to my fiance. No, it's all good, bro. No, 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 what I was actually about to ask you, um, have have any of your students ever, ever, you know, came about and asked you about this? Or normally people just ask you about how do I do produce music? You know, is it very common or is it very rare for them to come on you and you have to like show them? People usually want to, to learn more music. So I would say it's a, like 80% of people just want to learn music and that's it. But there is people who came to me directly asking for like marketing. There's like lessons that I did like, cause my lessons are two hours. So there was like two whole hours oh, of wow. me explaining marketing and how you brand yourself and how you build, build that like momentum to, you know, have that consistency and how that affects it. And then there's the whole, like how to use social media and all the right. formats you have to produce content to, uh, and um, yeah, there's like so much to it. So uh, just like music, I could talk about it for hours and hours, you know, it's like, there's a whole lot to it. So yeah, there's um, not, not everyone, but in the end, I, I, it always gets to that point where even in the music related um, sessions, I end up talking a little bit about that because it, it it's kind of, it, it is part of the process. Like mm-hmm. if you're making music, but you're not going to release it, then course you can make it to yourself but if you're making it as an artist mm-hmm. the point is you're making music because you want to release it so yeah. it kind of gets there and you're like yeah okay so now that this is done you might want to understand a little bit at least of how you should put it out so that you if you put like 50 hours into a project like a, a song why not put at least like a couple more or like maybe some more work into the marketing so that that tune can probably do well right you know? It's, a, it's something that people like overlook a lot. And I feel like it's important because I have just as much fun making music as I have like planning the release and like getting artwork and then adjusting that artwork to be like on all of my covers and how it's going to look, all the, those designs, all the videos, like whatever promo I'm going to do, maybe like giveaway or something, like how I'm going to push this new song to the public without feeling like it's something forced. But it's, it's, it's fun. It's like, it's just as fun as writing it really. And, the whole lot, like like my tune actually, um, Void Walker, which uh-huh. was like the I think the first tune I released this year. Uh, I made that whole tune with a student, uh, and um, also the marketing. Like from the beginning, I wanted to do something futuristic, and um, mm-hmm. that's what the tune sounds like. And then from that, I already hit up the the designer and told him, "Hey, this is what I want." So as I was writing it, he had that whole time to you know get ideas for the the artwork. So me and him both had a lot of time to, to brainstorm ideas and come up with the, the, the Void Walker artwork. But that's that's kind of how I I, I, I always work. <laughs> I always set the, the theme and vibe first and then I start writing. And let me ask you this. You said yourself that it's um, two-hour sessions. You know, you always try to make two-hour yeah. sessions with your students. What is normally your rate that goes by? And, you know, what is the most typical thing 
that you talk about? Like it does like mm. an example, like on every session that you make, is there like uh, a different rates to say like, oh, and if it's music, it's this much. If it's like branding and marketing, it's this much. Mm -hmm. Like, is there like walk me through the whole process of you being as a yeah. private tutor and, you know, and how helpful this is for, for people, you know, that, that ever want to enroll with you. Yeah. Right. So I, I don't charge hourly. Like mm -hmm. a lot of people do. I just say, Hey, my sessions are two hours and uh, they go for $80. Mm -hmm. And, um, Uh, there's no different rates for, for any different topics. It's just like, you, we can talk about whatever. Cause I, mm -hmm. I, like I said, I'm a big nerd and I could talk about music for hours. Yeah. So for me, it's fun to just talk to people and I teach them. And, um, if I'm getting paid and I'm having fun and if they're learning, like that's, that's all I, I want, you know, it's, it's fun. That's and, cool. um, I, I talked to, it, it helped me a lot as well with like social anxiety. because I, I am introverted. <laughs> I'm very introverted. Yeah. And I'm, I used to be really, really, really shy. Um, but here. then teaching and like talking to people like that, like for example, to be able to have this interview right now, mm -hmm. I had to go through like five years of teaching so that I can talk properly and not be wow. like, oh, you know, curled up. Because, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, I wasn't like great at talking right. to people like that because it, it used to give me so much anxiety, especially new people. So that I kind of started doing that because like, I, of course I needed the money. And then I eventually, I, I was like, it's actually not that bad to talk to strangers. It's kind of fun. Right. And then I've talked to like so many people now and I can't, can't even good. count. I probably gave like more than, I probably did like more than four or 500 lessons over the past like years. Wow. So it's quite a bit. <laughs> That's quite a journey, bro. And, yeah, and, and me, the most common topic I think would be sound design or how course. to build a drop. Of course, of course, <laughs> of <Yeah>. course. <laughs> yeah, no, it's all the people will learn. No, but uh, let me tell you, bro, because I was all I'm also an introvert, you know, and mm. and I and it took a while for me to build to where I am right now, which is now. I can just have fluent conversations with anybody. In fact, I'll just, yeah. my fiance will keep telling me, it's like, man, you don't, you will not stop talking. And I'm like, yeah, because I keep myself <laughs> bottled up and I need yeah, to like do it, it out. Dude, and I don't have so anybody. Fucking real. <laughs> and I don't have anybody to talk about this stuff. Or so so yeah. that's why I got this, you know, I, I got talk this. to myself way too much. <laughs> I know. So, right. I, sometimes I need to just go ahead and talk to someone else, but then, you know, Seriously? it was shy as hell. So who the hell I'm going to talk to? <laughs> exactly. You know, most yeah. of, before I, when I used to go out on the, on the festivals, um, when I'm mm. backstage, I was like too afraid to talk some of these, artists you know or even right. ARs or managements i was just too afraid because i'm not around their click and i don't know how to like approach them i yeah. had to i had to get myself drunk for me to work out my cojones and <laughs> and be confident show them like hey how's it going man my name is wolfson nice to meet you man <laughs> it was the only time because if yeah. not i'll be like hey my, my name oh okay Never mind, you're you're busy. Yeah, dude. That's fine. God damn it. <laughs> yeah, bro. Yeah, I, no. I was literally the same. I mean, I am still like pretty shy. I was still like it, it's still weird to just go up to people like that. But I mean it's not it's not that bad. It's just like nah, it's not that deep. You know, it's like, dude, just do it. What what they're gonna do? They're not gonna punch me or something. Yeah. <laughs> It, but it, but it, it, but yeah. it happens, you know, it, it doesn't happen overnight. For teaching for yeah. me as well was like a whole 
a whole thing that helped me, especially with my language barrier mm-hmm. and all because of that. Because I was shy speaking to people in Brazil. And then it was even worse speaking to people outside of Brazil because it's like, oh, they're going to make fun of me because my English is, it sounds funny, <laughs> you know? And um, yeah, over time, like, because I have everything recorded, right? Like I record all of my lessons and um, I have stuff from like five years ago. And then I listen to myself and I'm like, Jesus Christ, <laughs> I sound so different. You know, I sound, I sound very like, Oh, intimidated yeah. by the other person, especially because like 90% of my clients, like 99.999% of my clients are like they, they're English speakers. Like I mm-hmm. barely have like many Brazilian. Um, so I had to, to do this. I had to like, right. Uh, just loosen up a little, you know, and be, just talk to people more fluently. And uh, that helped with like learning uh, English a lot better. And like, you know, um, improving my accent so that I don't sound too too Brazilian because I right. don't like the Brazilian accent. I don't know how I sound like right now, but you know, I, I at least I'm happy with it. I'm not too conscious about it the whole time, like how I'm pronouncing things and all that. Because that was part of the whole like anxiety. Oh no, bro, you're good, man. Your English is, is as good as mine, man. And English is not <laughs> my first language, so you know, sometimes <laughs> you gotta forgive for my foolishness when I say words, you know. No, I feel that, bro. I absolutely feel that. Uh, and yeah. I have to like, at some point I said some stupid shit and everybody was like, oh, that doesn't mean what I think it does. <laughs> <You> <laughs> oh, I, I had just, that. I have oh, so many of those problems, bro. So I say some words and people are like, look at me. What did you just say? I was like, I said, there's like, oh, you mean this? I'm like, yeah, that's what I mean. It's like, oh, <laughs> you need to be careful because this means that and the way you say it it meant different different. way i'm like what i i wasn't even going that way i wasn't even thinking about that yeah so i I, i'm i am naive like that i'm like Mm. i i I didn't know this is like that how was i supposed to know it's not my first language yeah and i tell people it's like dude i this is not my first language i didn't know that's what you meant i i I wasn't coming across like that like damn yeah right Uh, but yeah, it felt like English was like a, a barrier at some point because I, as I was learning, I I I could write and talk, chat people online right. fine, but like then speaking and like pronunciation is is hard. It's a whole different language. Yeah. Then eventually, like I I got out of it. I was like, you know, fuck it. <laughs> if, if I say something they don't understand, they will just ask me to repeat, and you know that's normal. Like. Yeah, exactly. You know, I'm not going to even mm. bother with the pronunciation. I, I spell it out as I see it. Yeah. And if I see it wrong, it's like, well, that's how, that's, that's how it's going to come out. Yeah. I can't I can tell you, man. Absolutely. Yeah, Yeah, bro. Um, One of the things I definitely want to ask you, you know, more about your, your production side, because I want to know a little bit more with your music and one. What up to right now, what has been like your favorite project that you've worked so much or you work little or like you're so proud mm. of it that you're like, damn, bro, like I'm so happy they got out or some I'm happy that I worked with this and, you know, this is right. it. Huh, that's a tough question. <laughs> now, I'll put this in two boxes. There is the tunes that I released mm-hmm. and there's the tunes that i'm still working on because because for that i would say right now my absolute right. favorite work is the ep that i'm working on and there's a tune called delirium and um that tune is like the p 
peak of everything I ever made for wow. me personally. Like that's like the best showcase of my skills and what I've been trying to achieve as a producer for the past like 10 years. If I showed that tune to myself like 10 years ago, I my 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 younger self would be proud. It's something I, wow. I see that in. So it's like my best work and I'm really yeah. proud of it. Uh, now, when it comes to release stuff, I would say the tune that I find myself coming back to a lot, because like I, I do listen to my, I'm not sure if that's kind of narcissistic, but like I, mm. I do listen to my own music, like when I'm just doing my normal playlists, I you mean, know. It's not narcissistic because I, I do the same thing. Like any songs that I finish, right. like, I just... I put it on my playlist and I listen to it and yeah. I'm like, damn, mm -hmm. I can't believe I did this song. This is Yeah, fire. right, exactly. The, the one tune for me that I keep coming back to is mm. Digital Dreams. Oh. Because of the melody and um it's a second drop for me. Just it's it just always hits <laughs> for me personally. It's one of my favorite um uh, projects. Because it has like a lot of like weird technical stuff. <laughs> right. It's like a lot of tempo changes. It's it's just a fun project. It was like I re I remember I, was, I had a really good time writing it, so I, I like to go back to it now. In terms of um, technical, like how because because Digital Dreams, it's my best composition and arrangement, but it's not my best mix. <laughs> I tried my best, but I couldn't clear it up as much. But uh, I feel like the one tune that I really like a released song that I think that has probably the best showcase of like both arrangement, composition, and mixing, and like you know. Uh, all of the aspects would be new dawn. It's like right. probably the best mix I made with like the best composition paired with it, as well as the theming. Uh, so I can't pick. <laughs> I, you asked me about one, and I just gave you like three. Hey, like, that's, fine. that's fine. That's fine. That's <laughs> fine with having really one or three, that, or five or ten. Hey, I, yeah, I got yeah. a few pro favorites of mine as well. That's fine mm -hmm. by that, man. And, yeah, yeah. and 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 what is your like creative process behind uh, when you're doing your sessions? Because we talked about you know when you're sound designing and how your post processing sounds up, but when you're building a session itself, like what is like the normally the first thing that you actually like start working now? Like you start at the drop and then everything works out after that, or do you actually start from the beginning or you work some pianos, you sound design stuff, right. and then plant this happen like. What is your creative process when you're creating so, your sessions? The way I do it is I have different sessions for sound design and different sessions for like composing. Because mm -hmm. one thing I do a lot is I have my MIDI here and I just plug it in and I just play piano for like two hours straight <laughs> and then record everything. And then um, I end up finding just, I just improvise and just practicing or just playing for two hours. And then right. I end up like finding little snippets and then I cut the MIDI and I save that in, in ideas folder. <laughs> and then I leave that there until I want to use it. And then I do the same thing with uh, basses and synths. I just like, when I'm feeling like it, I'll do like a sound design session and I'm going to save all the sounds that I made and I'll leave them for later. And when I, I feel like actually writing, instead of just going from zero and scratch, I'm just going to take something out of those two and then make something with it. And then just arrange it because in my brain I like separating things. I don't like I don't like switching between like sound designing mode to like composition composition mode to arrangement because those are all in my head it's all different, right? So if I'm like all technical, all like sound designing mode, I cannot quickly switch to you know writing an emotional mode for um, arrangement and composition. You know, so I rather do things separately. So I will 
compose on a session and then I'll do sound design on another and then I'm going to combine them into one big thing. For me, that works a lot easier. It's just, it's just also easier to keep a consistency because if I want to go back to older sounds, I can just pick from them and then repurpose them and then uh, re like clean them up again. Like I, I've, there's stuff that I, like I said, like that um, shuriken tune I mentioned that was completely resampled mm. from an older tune. Uh, that's that's pretty much how I started. It was only just take a sound and then turn it into an idea. Digital Dreams itself, um, Melody was actually an improv, like a completely uh, improv I made. It was just improvising and practicing. And then I played it. I was like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> and then I saved it. Then I split it into different uh, sounds and then right. I built the rest. And then the rest is kind of history. <laughs> it's like just working on it for fucking 80 hours, I think, or 100 hours in that one. Wow. It's about 100 hours, yeah. Yeah, I was gonna Seriously. ask you is that like how long does it usually uh, how long does it take you to finish just a project, just one project? Bro, I, I would say it's between fifty and like seventy hours usually. Some tunes can take more. There's like a tune that's I don't even know how many hours I work on it because it was like um, nine months. <laughs> yeah, I worked on, that was drowning with uh, Ratfoot, which is a singer friend of mine, like really old tune. Uh, but yeah, I worked on that for nine months until I got uh, the final. There was like completely different versions of it. But there are tunes that I made in like five hours, like wanted, and it turned out to be one of the best performing tunes I released. So it was like, it really depends, but it's usually between like 50 and 70 hours because the way it work is I will write this idea mm -hmm. and then I'll start stitching it up a lot. Right. So there's tunes like like Delirium, like I said, the, the tune from the EP that I really like. Over time, I think I have five completely versions of that song because I kept rewriting it <laughs> from scratch pretty much. So I will have an intro and then I have a drop and then I will change the intro because it doesn't fit the drop and then I'm going to change the drop because it now doesn't fit the intro and then I'm going to keep changing them a lot. And then eventually I... I there's something that I like that I feel like works other than like, a lot better than others. But basically, it's like writing a lot of tunes and then you condense into one. There's other tunes that I made the exact same thing. Like a lot of the tunes, it's just like it's never remotely close to the initial idea because right. I change it so much. And then that's what takes up so much time. It's like completely rewriting it until I find the best possible outcome of that idea, you know? <laughs> It's like I have lots of drafts and then I just pick one of those and then polish it and finish it. That's kind of how, bro, how I do it for every bro, song. How many drafts do we have, man? Bro, don't even tell me. Like this, <laughs> from like 2021, the present day, uh -huh. my demos folder has 500-ish projects. Yo! 400 projects. Yeah, about 400 projects. You you, you beat <laughs> so me by, by, by 300. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah it's a lot yeah. but like there's also a lot of i'm not gonna say those are all like songs because it's not there's a lot of like there might be one project where it's just like random notes i wrote i was like oh this is cool and then i never touched it again but it's always like a lot of ideas i'm pretty sure there's one project where i just opened i drew the mm. the among us character in the media and then i saved it <laughs> <laughs> for whatever reason. <laughs> Seems kind of sus, this project. <laughs> kind of sussy, bro. <laughs> yeah, a lot of dumb shit as well I made with like friends. Like, 
mm-hmm. at some point, um, me and Jiqui, we were just hanging out on Discord, working on the collab back in the, uh, I don't remember, I think it was 2020. And then, um, I don't know why I, we started drawing in midis and then we drew a dick and then rendered it and then turned it into an, a riser that we actually used in the song. Oh I still my have God. that one. Doing Jiggy? Just so stupid. Yeah. Yo, <laughs> really that's hilarious. That's so stupid. I still have that riser. It's still in the song. Like, can't really tell which one it is, but it's, it's there. He actually used it in the song. It's like the dumbest ideas that like that work. Ace. Yeah. Yeah. Most right. of the time, it's the dumbest <laughs> ideas that really work. And you're like, God it's damn it. I can't believe like that, it. Bro. It's always like that. Let me ask you, like, does this ever, ever happen to you? Like, do you ever get writer's block or do you believe that it's just a myth? Uh, I don't think it's a myth. There are many ways around it that people mm. just overlook. Mm. Right. Because... Like I said, I don't like going from scratch, right? Right. Like, I don't I don't open a blank project and I start writing and then blah. Because that's gonna give me writer's block. Like it's not every day that I'm gonna be in my most creative state. Right, right. So the way I do it, like I said, is to avoid writer's block, not only I get keep everything categorized, like all the sound design plugins that I like to use, all my sounds that I made, all my recs, my presets and everything as well as synths that I want to use for intros and um, the midis themselves, which are actual melodies, right? Mm. So I just have everything there. So when I'm actually in writer's block and I don't have any fresh ideas, I just grab from the pile of ideas that I wrote over time and I drag it in and start messing with it because eventually it clicks and then you make something, right? Right. It's like, no, that is my way around it. And uh, ever since I started doing that, I don't think I... I, I've stopped complaining about writer's block. I don't think I had writer's block ever since I started doing that because it's literally, for me, it is the way around it, right? Mm-hmm. And I will still feel not creative some days. I wake up and I was like, damn, I wanted to do something, but I have absolutely zero ideas going on. Then I just drag in a sound that I made previously and start messing with the patch. And I'm like, oh, actually, wait. And then I start messing with this and that and this. I think people just don't know themselves well enough to be able to starts sparkling those ideas and forcing themselves jumping into kind of like happy accidents Mm -hmm. so that you can then build from there. I think like I work a lot on the happy accidents thing. (laughs) Just, you know, I I know how to force myself into getting an idea by pure randomness, pretty much. That's my way around writer's block, but it's definitely not a myth. No, it it is a problem. Uh, I feel like for me personally, writer's block is more on the artwork side, Mm -hmm. maybe. Because it's easy, it's not easy, but for me, it's easier to write a song than to imagine a visual representation of it, you know, in a cool way, because it has to be a cool artwork and everything. So to get ideas for artwork in a tune, for me, is more of a block than like actually writing the tune. Because not every tune has like this very specific vibe that I can like visually see. Yeah. You know, put that into an artwork. But like... For example, tunes that were easy to do that were like Void Walker and New Dawn. Very easy to imagine that. But then there was this tune called Wanted. And I was like, what, what, what would be the, the artwork for a tune called Wanted? Where the lit- lyrics right. literally just say Wanted all the time. And then how, how what would that look like? Like, of course, it would not look like a, a skull and a knife because that's heavy. <laughs> but it would probably be something softer. But then 
it was difficult to find an artwork for that. I feel like that's where I usually struggle more visually portraying what I just like the, the music that I made, you know, so that's I, the block for me. No, and I, I 100% agree with that. You know, I ask this question because every artist has a different answer to it. Like you, you'll be surprised how many people really don't believe and they say that it's just a, a, a lazy term for people mm. that don't feel like want to write. And I try to see to their point of view and their explanation behind it. I said, you know, like when you say like that, it makes sense. But there's times that I have to push back because like I, I do believe there is such a thing as writer's bracket and not, mm-hmm. not, not necessarily Absolutely. it has to mean that, oh, I'm just lazy and I just don't want to do it. And I know that that's why it's called lazy. It's lazy. But writer's yeah. bracket most of the time involves with you trying to like force yourself to do something and it doesn't come out or you just don't feel like you can come up with something out of it, you know? And I always wonder, mm. like, as you as a as as a as a as a private tutor, do you ever get inspired yourself every time you hear some of your students, you know, work? And it's like, dude, I love how my student did this work and it inspired me to do something, mm. you know, and get me out of the dude, funk, you know? Ab- absolutely, bro. I've like I said, I've taught some advanced producers as well, mm-hmm. and um, one of them was GK himself, and okay. um. Like years ago. So like the way that guy like improved his music and moved forward is insane. I was like so proud of him. He's like completely surpassed me. I was like, God damn, bro, that's hella inspiring. You know? And then um I gave sound design lessons to Ivory as well at some wow. point. Wow. Yeah. And it was it's pretty much it was pretty much us hanging out really, but it was cool. It was like me showing him that stuff. And it was like, oh that they didn't know that. And then yeah, ended up showing me some stuff as well. So it was like kind of a back and forth thing. Mm-hmm. But it was, it, it, there's a lot of people that I taught that like started making some really cool shit. And I was like, damn, bro, did I teach them really that well? But like, hey, at the same time, it's always it's their working, own. right? Yeah, right. I, I, don't, I don't take credit for it though. It's like, it's their, their, their thing. It's, mm-hmm. um, they're the ones who, you know, worked their asses off to learn and then right. to, to improve. But at the same time, it makes me proud. And I'm like, well, at least I feel like I did a good job. And then they're doing an even better job now, which is inspiring me, you know? It's really, it's awesome to see, man. It's really awesome to see That's um, people improve. And then like, it does, it absolutely does inspire me. There is definitely lessons in which, like there is, sometimes I do lessons where people send me a project file and then they mm-hmm. ask me to go through it and see what's wrong with it. And sometimes I end up working on it a little bit and I was like, oh yeah, this is cool. And then I show them a little idea and they're like, oh, can I use that? I was like, yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's your project. All I did was like touch one thing here and there. Um, but at the same time, it does inspire me to, to you know, write something and, and you know, it's, it's, it's just fun to, no, to, to see people improve like that because they, they do. It's insane. Like I've seen people completely change their music in the course of like two months. It's like, wow. damn, bro. Right? That's the dedication. No, and, and you should be proud about it. You know, you should take pride mm-hmm. in the fact that it's like, dude, I'm happy that one of my students is killing it more than me, man. Or, yeah, or it's like, absolutely. it's out there, bro. No, like, yeah, absolutely. Yo, that I'm means I did something right. Like, I, I moved Hell something. Yeah. I did something, you know? Hell yeah. Exactly, bro. I, I always love to see it, man. It's, 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 it's really, I forgot the word. <laughs> I love to it's, see it. It's really proudful, you know? Yeah, um, yeah. 
Um, we're gonna wrap this up with a few more questions, and we can end it up with a For nice sure. little note, my man. You know, mm-hmm. um, one of one of the things I definitely wanted to ask you is why is it that you actually chose Zeta as your you know your artist name as your you know your brand? Right. So, like I said, I'm a massive nerd, <laughs> and uh, Zeta actually comes from a computer uh, unit measurement. Uh, the Zeta yeah. Byte. Yes, the Zeta so, Byte. I know about yeah, that. It's one of the biggest, like the actual biggest one is the Yotta Byte, I think. It's like the one above Zeta, but that didn't sound as cool. <laughs> so I just picked Zeta instead. Uh, so it's the second biggest um, um, unit of measurement. And I just took the byte out of it because it sounded corny. So I just Zeta sounded cool. And also it ties because it, it, it is a, a Greek letter as well. I was going to say that it has some yeah. Greek in it. Yeah. And I previously had that in other um, aliases like Delta bot, like mm. Delta is another Greek letter. And I, I just thought it was like a good, good way to push forward to continue while still maintaining some sort of characters. It's still me like, you know, but then, yeah, I, I th- Zeta, it's pretty much just comes from the computer thing. <laughs> That's dope. Hey. Yeah. And, and what has been right now, up to now, your greatest accomplishment? And what do you hope to accomplish down the road? Hmm. I feel like just in general, the fact that I was able to turn this into my full-time job mm-hmm. is probably my biggest achievement. It's like, of course, I could talk about like the tunes that worked really well. And I'm really proud of that too. I would say right. those are some, some big accomplishments. But in the end, just being able to do this as my job and not having to, you know, have a nine to five or like go out of my house. I right. work from home. I can, I can work from my bed if I want to. You know, it's it's really a privilege. It's like, I think I, I will say that. Yeah. Like just being able to to do the thing that I absolutely love as my job and do it daily and then be my own boss and then, you know, have still have fun with it. I feel like that's the best thing. Uh, now, in terms of like what songs did the best and what I I, I think are my greatest achievements. There's like, I would say Game Boy was the peak of the the, the Zeta stuff <laughs> back oh. in like 2016. Was like the the one tune that, uh, the, back in the, in the day, I used to have a, quite a few tunes uploaded to Dubstep Gutter because mm. I had a really close relationship with him. Yeah. yeah. So um, quite, a, I think I have like maybe 10 songs there from back then. And um, one of them is Game Boy, which is like, I think 800, thousand plays and then on my soundcloud it has like three hundred thousand. so that was probably the biggest tune i i ever released and then in recent years there's this tune um with um a, a friend of mine called run the city because at some point i was doing some trap music because that would have been fun and i got lucky as hell and it got playlisted on, on those spotify official playlists like like three times and it got like six hundred thousand plays and it's like god damn that was huge for me <laughs> so so I feel like those are some of my greatest like achievements, you know, it's like, it's insane to see something I made in my computer, clicking buttons, you know, just reaching that many people. Right. It's like, there's not even that much people in the city I live in, you know, it's like, it's crazy to, to, to see that. 
Absolutely. That's got to be a huge accomplishment and a very proudful moment as well, you know, to ever see that that you have so many people listening to your music and you weren't aware Mm -hmm. that that many people, you know, fuck with it, you know? Yeah, it's insane. Like the moment you see it blowing up and you're like, what the hell is going on? See that many people are like, are these bots? (laughs) Because they (laughs) don't even feel like real people. You're like… Bro, is this really happening? Seriously. And then you look at the comments and like, there's a lot of, of course, in some cases, you will find one or another like hate comment, but the amount of people being nice about it and like, you know, it's always 99% of people have something nice to say. And you're like, God damn, bro, how did my dumb ass just did this? You know, <laughs> it's, it's really cool to see. It's like, it's. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Before we wrap this up with this one question, um, I actually mm-hmm. give this opportunity to er- every interviewer and it's the ask me anything. I just give a shot to, pe- to people say like, you know, because of my history or, or what I do, I tell them, hey, is there a specific thing that you want to know about me or you want to know about my experience or about my history or what are the stuff that I do. So I take this, I take this moment. I ask people, ask me anything, whatever it is. I'm an open Hmm. book, you know. I would like to ask what led you to write those two EPs that you're doing right now? Like what was the the point in which you you decided, hey, I want to write something about this specific, not specific situation, but like what was the, the, the starting point in which you decided you wanted to follow that project? Because it's for me, like the, the EP that I started two years ago, mm-hmm. I don't think I have a full reason for it other than just I wanted to write an EP, <laughs> you know? I think, um, I know, I'm pretty sure I definitely talked about this um, previous episodes mm. with someone else. I think it was like, um, Jesus, like this is going to be like one. I believe one episode one thirty. I think it was like right. one sixteen or, or or a little bit earlier before. I know it was the oh like episode is it one two, no one twenty. It was episode ninety six with semi dubs. Hmm. I think that's you know I don't know what is it that he and I started talking and it just clicked on me like I sh- like I feel like I should make an EP you know that signifies the significance of all my struggles and and then all my comments and then all the good things that has happened to me you know because right. it, it's basically like i guess like i went in a rabbit hole about if i ever gonna make one last song or one last ep like this will be the win even though it, it will never be but you know I, at least I can say I'm proud of myself that I did this you know i did this mm-hmm. whether it, i'm gonna self-release it or have it you know, release it somewhere else. It doesn't matter at this point. Like right now, I'm not thinking about it, but I feel like the importance of the EP is the storytelling because I always want to tell a story right. behind uh, every song. You know, if you notice some of my songs, if you see the titles of it, most of them, they have a, a meaning behind it. The name itself. Right. Maybe not the song. Maybe the song itself is what I was feeling at the moment, but the, the title means something to me and what I was feeling before or what I was expressing before or what I was dealing before, you know? So I feel like the, like the reasoning for behind that, that those, those EP A and B is I want to tell the story to people because, you know, I love it when 
you know, people talk a lot of shit behind my back and say I'm a washed up artist that never really made it and I could have done it. I mm-hmm. I love listening to those stories, you know, because like uh, every su- every success is different. You know, maybe your success yeah. means you need to have 20,000 followers and you're traveling around yeah. and that's your success. That is not right. my success. My success is, is that I can make a living out of mm-hmm. what I'm doing and what I'm passionate. Exactly. Which exactly. I'm, I'm, I agree. I really yeah. agree on that. Yeah. And I'm, I make a living by, you know, being an audio engineer. I love mm-hmm. doing that and, and audio visual technician. That's what I do for a living. And because of that, I'm very successful. I've managed to have my own place. I have my own car right. that I pay with my own money. I managed to do, um, build this podcast out of my own pocket. It's because of right. that, you know, a lot right. of cool things happen because of my own. And I feel like that's my own success. So, yeah. So doing this EP is, I didn't purposely did it to shut the haters out. Mm. It wasn't my intentions on that. My intentions is no, to let the people know, like, see how, how I was. More of telling a story. Yeah. How the telling a right. story of what I was to what I am and what mm. I'm accomplished to it or right. what I'm hoping to accomplish. You know, because I say side side A and side B, you know, what I was and what I'm currently Mm -hmm. present. Who knows? They could be a side C in -hmm. the future. And it tells this is what I'm doing right now. And this is how I'm at what I'm going to be doing in the next 20 something years. It's the future now. (laughs) Yeah, it's the future, you know, you know, past, present, future. Exactly. You know, so that. (laughs) So that's how I, I was visioning it, you know, because most of the time when I'm I, I, I'm i a nerd by heart, you know, so like I watch a lot mm-hmm. of animes. I watch a lot of uh, <laughs> Bro, I, I play Pokemon, <laughs> I play Yu-Gi-Oh, <laughs> I play a lot of video games and I and I enjoy some of the good video games like God of War that has a huge oh, yeah, lore. And, and obviously experiencing the entire, you know, game itself, like the sound designing, the foley arting, the 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 whole lore aspect, the storyline, the the visuals yeah. behind it. Like it's it's it tells a story without even telling the story. Like the there is a storyline, which is Kratos and his son, but when you look around it, there's more story behind it and you start to explore even more and there's more yeah. to it. There's so, always more to it. There's more, more than meets the eye, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. that's so that's another aspect of of my piece. There's more to the story of what I was going for, or what I was doing, and what was happening, right. and what I'm currently doing, and what I'm and what I'm currently trying to accomplish by. So I try to look at it as a like I'm trying to tell a story, and this is me telling you this is what I was going through, and this is me telling you this is what I am now. And what I'm mm. gonna be in the future. Yeah. You know? Right. That's sick, dude. That's a really clever idea. Honestly. Thank you. <laughs> a really good idea. I mean, I mean, I learned from the best to become the best, you know. And some of these stuff, um, I learned from people's, you know, experiences in which, you know, when they're trying to make their live sets or make music, they're telling me like this is, you know, what I'm feeling and this is what I'm currently doing, and this is why it mm. sounds like that. Like if you hear music from back then and you hear list music for me now, you can actually tell that very, you know, trajectory. Like you can literally yeah. see like, holy crap. Absolutely. Like that's something I do with my project as well. It's always been just about me sharing 
how I evolved with music. It's it's all that it is about. Right. It's like, I'm just showcasing my evolution as a person, as in as a musician, and exactly. like, for example, if you check my earliest tunes. I I don't like them, <laughs> but like they're so old. And of course, there's some people who like them, but like for me, I I don't like them because I I I like what I'm making now. But then what I'm making now, I'm not gonna like it in like two years or so because I'm gonna think it's kind of outdated. Yeah. But then it's all about having all that like documented. I feel like that's really cool, and that's something it's. It's almost like a an a old like memory book for me, you know. Like, I can go back to older projects and see the way I did things and like the composition and like the chords I chose and all that. It's just it, it to me, someone who wrote it and remember it. I can I can remember some memories of the day I was writing some old stuff and then like it's cool. It's nostalgic, you know. So it's it's something that I do with my projects. Like just try and portray my evolution as an artist and I feel like right. it's what I'm always doing it's the whole point of the projects like which is why I don't focus too much on like having a one specific style I just make whatever right. I like and I release it you know I just like doing it that way I don't like making the same thing over and over again it's so fucking boring to me and that's and that's another reason to to my projects because like I I, I love all listening to music every day you know And I love dubstep, don't get me wrong. And I love to fuck around with the Terra, with the metal stem and all the heavy stuff. Like, I fuck with it a lot. But I also want to demonstrate, you know, like, I'm not, I don't just only do this, you know. I can, mm -hmm. I can, as an artist, I can involve myself and also do this, which is why I'm doing the exactly. melodic dubstep, the the chill step, the the future Showing rhythm, like you know, sides. trying, yeah. Trying to get, you know, some of the aspects, you know. Which is why, like, I was so happy that, you know, I was able to do this collaboration with um, Mantic and Infinite, you know, Infinite singing on, as, uh, on my song, and they were fucking, and I was just like, dude, this is gnarly. I would have never thought this could have gone any better. <laughs> like, holy fuck. And obviously, for me to say, but Robbie, having Robbie as my, as my lead on the vocals on my mm. own song, Dude, the fucking guy is killing it right now. And dude, like I, I, I was like, dude, I, I did something like, you know, like, yeah, this is my first attempt yeah. of doing melodic dubstep and they and people are loving it. And I'm like, okay, then, yeah, I'm going to go. I'm going to go about it. Let me do some more stuff, you know? So obviously right. that's what I was trying to get to, like show the people like I was all about Tara, Tara and bro step and whatnot. Now I'm more about the melodic part. Now I'm more about, mm. yeah, give me some happy stuff. Give me this and that because this actually makes sense, you know? Right. Like yeah. my, my EP itself has so many meanings behind it. Many reasons why I do it, dude. Yeah. Like you, you people may interpret it differently. Exactly. Well, cool. Like right. you can go on, on its own rabbit hole it, as its own, yeah, you know, and interpret Like I'm telling you, bro. Like it's 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 so many reasons, but it, it but because it gets me hyped about it, and people talk about it, like it gets me more motivation to continue pursuing about it because that means people are like, oh shit, this is how I feel, or this is how I can interpret it. This is how it, it is. Oh, oh, I can see yeah. what he was going through, or whatever it is that you're thinking. Then yeah, yeah, It's that true. you know whatever Absolutely. it is. And that's the beauty about that's music, sick. man. That's the beauty about music, man. Hell yeah, I agree. 
I absolutely agree. You can like, you can talk to people without talking to them. Exactly. Like that's the coolest thing ever. <laughs> I agree, man. I'm going to end this with this last question and we can wrap it up from here, man. This mm. is for you. Let's just say that you're walking down the streets of Sao Paulo. You know, you're on, you're chilling and whatnot. All of a sudden, a flashing light pops out of you and you're like, what the hell is this? And then all of a sudden, UFOs come out and some aliens come and they say, oh, shit. <laughs> and they say, yo, Zeta, we need your help, man. We need your help because you, because you and only you can help us with this situation, man. And you're like, yeah, let's, uh, yeah, <laughs> let's do it. All right, let's go. And you're like, oddly specific, <laughs> oddly specific, you know, but, but they say, before you go, we don't know. We just want to let you know, we don't know how long you're going to be helping us. So here's a piece of paper, write free pieces of advice that you will give to somebody. What are those mm. free pieces of advice? Hmm. That is one good question. Um, first one is don't be so harsh on yourself. Mm -hmm. There is no rush for like, you know, anything. You right. will have time. So being harsh on yourself only puts your, your like, it sets you back always. Mm. Uh, be nice to others. I feel like that's the absolute like yes. most common sense. It's not hard to be nice. People I know. will be nice back to you. And in the end, they will help you, you know, like you help them, they help you. That's how it works. And then everyone right. gains from it. And it's, it sounds something that you should take for granted, but like, and you even see people not being nice all the fucking time. It's like, it's like, bro, it's, it's not that hard to, to be nice no. to people and be like kind and, you know, nice and humble. That's be something nice that my, humble, my parents you know? taught me yeah. like, to be kind and um, to, to everyone, you know? And um, third one would be, hmm, I'm not sure. <laughs> I feel like those two are <laughs> what everything I could say, but like, let, 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 let me think a little. The more professional advice would be, yeah, be careful who you work with. Because <laughs> in the end, yeah. they can be very nice to you all the time and then turn out to be dickheads. And yeah. you gotta be, you gotta shoot yourself for that so that you don't, you people like that will pass through your life. Absolutely. There's no way to avoid it. It's a but what you can't avoid is the damage that they will do to you yes. or others. So that's right. Beware of that. You gotta be very careful so that you don't hurt yourself or end up ruining something that you love. You know? I agree. Not just work. I I guess that's that's for everything. No, it's, yeah, it's definitely for everything because everybody will have their sleaze ball. Yeah. Once in their in their lifetime, you know, at least. But you're Absolutely. gonna definitely, you know, encounter it. But the the trick to it is know that know the person that it is that it is a sleeple. Determine it very quickly, and then you know, yeah. cut that out out of your life, man. Because you don't need toxicity in your life. Because that's no, absolutely that, not. No, nah, we don't no, have time for that. Not. We don't have time for that crap. I man. don't and have time for that. No, I no, don't no. have time for drama. I don't no, no, bro. Like, shit. cut Fuck that shit out. Me. Cut that shit out, man. Because yep. you know, time is money. You know, and you don't, and you don't want your image to get damaged because of that. Mm -hmm. You know, I got, exactly. I have a few instances in which my image got damaged and I got shadow banned 
for before I even started off. And it's all because I was right. hanging around with some people that they were good to me, but they were, you know, they were doing some Shitty other shit. Others. Yeah. And I was like, damn, exactly. I gotta, I have to cut up. But because of it, you know, that damage was done and people were calling out on me and I'm like, dude, I swear to God, I, I wasn't even part of this. I didn't even know mm -hmm. what was going on. Yes, I was hanging with that, but I didn't know they were doing this. I, I, yeah, exactly. You know, I, is that a thing like, you can be hanging out with someone, but that doesn't mean you read every text they send or like you listen to every word they say. It's yeah. like some people, I'm not in their lives like 24-7. They can do shit behind my back and I would never know unless exactly. you got called out. So yeah, it's the, that, that was the, I, that's some advice I wish I could give to my younger self. Like be careful with people around you, be, mm -hmm. especially if you have something that they want. Mm -hmm. They will try and manipulate you and be like, they yes. will be gentle and then they will, they will be kind until it's not, you're no longer like useful to them. Yes. And then they instantly drop you. Mm -hmm. And that has happened to me with like people I never expected any hurts. And it's, it's, it's a shitty situation. <laughs> yeah. Bro. So I, if I could tell myself, my younger self that I think I would have prevented a lot of things, but well, at least I can tell people watching <laughs> no, to be careful. Absolutely, be careful. bro. Because it definitely has happened to me. And I've said it plenty of times in the podcast, who the people I, uh, has happened to, you mm -hmm. know? And yeah, guys, you just, just have to be, just don't be naive and be, be aware of your surroundings. Most of that. Yeah, know? exactly. That's the best we can give you guys. Um, bro, say that. Thank you so much for coming over to the show, man. It was and it yeah, was an thank honor. you for having me. Thanks a lot. No, bro. It was an honor and privilege for you to come over to my show, man. I really enjoy having our conversation and I learned a lot about you, man. And I'm... Yeah, man. This was, this was really, really fun. I really appreciate it. Absolutely, man. Whenever, whenever you feel like let's do another one, man, let's do it, man. Let's kick it. Oh, man. Hell yeah, bro. Absolutely. Probably I, after the EPs out. <laughs> so hey, you can have a little more to talk about. <laughs> absolutely. Let's make that happen, you know. Um yeah, be, before we leave, plug yourself out. Let the people know where they can follow you and what they can expect from you in the future. Yeah. Um right now I'm working on a lot of lot, lot, lot of music. And um right now I'm mostly doing Patreon content. Mm -hmm. And um and yeah, that's that's mostly where I'm active right now. I'm like, I have a sample pack coming out actually Monday now. Yeah, tomorrow. And um, yeah, I'm mostly working on that. And then I, I'm not going to have music out for maybe a couple more months because I'm still building my platform back up from what happened with the label. And um, but right now, yeah, I'm mostly active on um, I have loads of music on SoundCloud and Spotify. Like all of my social media are like uh, at Zeta Tunes. So you can find me anywhere with the same, <laughs> the same uh, handle. And yeah, uh, as soon as I have time, I will release some new music. I'm just like, I don't want to rush it. I want to make like some, some of the right. best work and then start releasing it. You know, right. it's, that's always how I, how I do stuff. And, um, but right now I'm mostly active on Patreon. I drop a lot of stuff there. Um, same handle as well. It's just at Zeta Teams. And where and they can follow you there for private touring sessions as well. Yeah, absolutely. There's the the higher tier, which is uh, includes everything the other tiers include. But then uh, there is one monthly uh, group lesson, like actually two 
now I won. It's just two group lessons a month. Um, and yeah, it's, it's a whole lot of stuff there. Uh, a whole lot more coming as well, like videos on breakdowns of my projects, like mm-hmm. exclusive tunes. Like recently I released a, a tune that I was never going to put out. I just put it for Patreon, which was an edit of a Hive Bounce I made by Leotrix. It's something I played a lot in my shows and it was super hype. It was sick. And then I dropped it for free on, on well, not for free, on Patreon. <laughs> and um, I recently did a breakdown video on Voidwalker as well, like really in-depth, like showing everything I did for the tune. I have a lot more coming up, like not just music, but also industry advice. I have this simple pack coming out tomorrow, which is a pretty, pretty, pretty sick simple pack. I've been working on like all month. And um whole lot more coming up. Like I'm mostly working on Patreon content right now ever since the, the, cause I was doing a lot of uh, label work um, mm-hmm. before. So I didn't have much time to do that much content, but now I don't have that and I have time to do more stuff. <laughs> so I decided to take on, on something different. Like I, I, I don't think I, I, I tried this much content before, like doing all sorts of videos and all sorts of packs and all that, like all the time. And it's been really fun lately. So yeah, it's all up on Patreon. <laughs> Fucking dope, man. Thank you very much, Zeta, for coming over, man. Um, I appreciate it, bro. Of course, man. Of course. And thank you guys for listening. And remember, every week is a brand new episode with, and with brand new topics. So always remember to like and subscribe for your weekly episodes at the Low Wolf Podcast for SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple, Apple Podcasts, and iHeartRadio. And of course, you can check out the video version with me talking to Zeta at youtube.com slash the lone wolf podcast. That's the lone W-O-L-V podcast.com. You know, you could ch- just check it out, you know, and you'll see all my latest episodes. You'll see us in full 3D dimension, you know, and 4K resolution, however you want to watch us. Um, guys, comment down below and let me hear your thoughts. Share your experiences. If you guys got a specific topic that you want me or Zeta to talk about, please let us know in the comments down below and we'll try to cover it on the next episode. So thank you guys for tuning in and we'll see you guys in the next one. All right. Peace. <laughs>